All right, guys, Michael Hicks here with Mike Does and the Build Unique podcast where we talk about building a unique lifestyle for us and our families. I'm here today with my good friends, Brian Faircloth and Melissa Faircloth. Met them several years ago. Met Melissa through uh, a real estate transaction and then later met Ryan uh, talking uh, talking trash and talking dumpsters uh, and a little bit of real estate as well. Before we get into that, let's go and hear a word from our sponsor, Wonder Chat. All right, I'd like to thank our sponsor of this week's video, Wonder Chat Vacation Rentals here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. For all your unique vacation rental needs, we have water properties, we have mountain properties, we have shipping containers, A-frames, lake houses. We got you covered on your unique spaces. So come on down and see us. Visit us at wanderchat.com or on TikTok and Instagram at wanderchat. All right, so tell me about Ryan and Melissa. What's your story? What are you doing now? And then we'll dig into it. Well, I'm a male, 46 years old. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. No. And, uh, uh, what are we doing? We just finished the Groovy Nomad Motel okay. and looking for my next project. All right, so, so what's the Groovy Nomad? Uh, it's a roadside motel that we bought a year and a half ago, and it was junk, sitting empty for about 12 years, about 12, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And it is something that we didn't know what we are going to do with when we bought. We figured it out. We sat out front, brainstormed. We drew on the walls. I actually have pictures of that, her drawing on the wall, trying to figure out what we're going to do, and we turned it into a boutique motel. Okay, so you took this 50s, like 50s, early 60s motel. Yeah. Same one we see in all these communities when we're riding through an yeah. old tired motel okay. that's been either abandoned, neglected, or turned into a, not, uh, a weekly rental. Yeah, a weekly rental. That's what, this one did turn into a weekly rental, but then. Yeah, prior to, it was prior somewhat to, yeah. slummed out. Okay. Yeah, slummed out. A lot of drugs being dealt out of there. Uh, it was a, and then the guy just, just an eyesore in our community. Well, that, that's one of the biggest things that I like about, you know, what y'all did there. And I know, you know, a little bit about the history of it. And what, you know, it's not just about the motel or the revenue that it generates, but it was, it was more than that to y'all, right? I mean, yeah, it's a passion project. It's a passion for what? For our community. For your community. I mean, so this is like one of the first things you see when you drive into town. Yeah, coming, from, coming from, from that from, direction. Yeah, from Highway 11 from Chattanooga. Yeah, if you're coming from Chattanooga, this is one yeah. of the first things you see when you come to town. And yeah. it's not, it wasn't an inviting No, it was. <laughs> so I drove by it every day, and I'm like, I kept telling myself. So it's like the, uh, what do you call that? Your uh, uh, primitive, what is the, where you tell yourself you're going to buy something or do something. The, I forget the word. Anyway, I told myself, affirmation. Yeah. So every day I drove by that motel, I'd be like, I'm going to buy that one day, buy that one day, buy that one day. I kept telling myself that. And we were sitting in that, actually, the real estate seminar with you down in Tampa. And she's like, I figured it out. Just right in the middle of the seminar. So I got up and left the seminar and went yeah, and made the deal. Yeah, disappeared. I had no <laughs> I idea. I remember when you got up and left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, that's always been huge to me is, is the impact that we can have on our communities through real estate investing. You're not, you're not just growing up a property to turn a profit you're yeah you're changing lives in the process so you're you're providing through the whole build you're providing for local contractors mm -hmm. and their families you're putting food on their table through the work that they're doing on that project and then you're creating a place for people to stay when they come and visit you know yeah. our area and then you know on top of that it's creating revenue for you it's creating a job for for your your turnover team your cleaners yeah the cleaners. Yes. and then then it's it's also creating a tax base, a tax revenue uh, for the the community that they can reinvest into 
uh, advertising and bringing people into the area. So yeah, if they learn how to do that. Well, you know, <laughs> they'll get there. They've got, they've got a lot to pick up on. There's a lot of rules there, and you know, yeah. it's hard to hard to utilize those funds. But yeah, uh, it is there. You know, if they'll choose to use it correctly. Yeah, you talked about the uh, the employment that you employ when you do stuff like this. One of the girl, one of our cleaners, she quit her W two to go full time cleaning business. So once she got us. So I'm, I was really proud to hear that, you know, someone quitting their W-2, yeah. a job that they really don't like, and she wanted to be a cleaner. She likes cleaning. So yeah. now she's full-time cleaning and has her own cleaning company. Yeah, and, it's, and she's also created the ability to be free when she wants to. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the, other, the other piece of that is the local restaurants and, uh, and yeah. the businesses in the town. I know you, you know, y'all talked about being at the coffee shop and, and hearing other people say, oh, yeah, we're staying at the Groovy Nomad. Or, yeah. That's fun to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great to hear. I mean, you're like, man, you know, yeah. sometimes you just want to sit and listen and see what they say. Yeah, I try to keep quiet, but Kill, the owner of the coffee shop, he's like, yeah, that's the owner right there. And like, <laughs> I usually buy him a coffee or something. <laughs> so so take us back 20 years ago. I mean, is that what you always wanted to do? Is this you no. you were going to be in real estate 25 years ago? You're, you're 15 years old and... And, uh, oh, when I was 15? Well, when I was a kid, I told... 30 years ago, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah, when I, when I was a kid, I told somebody, I said, you're going to rent for me one day. They pissed me off. And I said, you're going to rent for me one day. And I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> you know? Well, there's nothing more motivating than somebody doubting you. Yeah, right. But, yeah, she's the one that got real estate first. She's the one that found the foreclosure that was near our house. And she's like, I'm going to buy that house. His words were, I know you are. Yeah. And she did. And so she, we fixed it up. We didn't really it. know what we were doing at that point no. in time. Well, they didn't have Facebook or we didn't uh, have big pockets. And yeah, they didn't have podcasts. any of these yeah. podcasts or yeah. If Facebook you wanted to learn, you, you read a book. Yeah, yeah. You know. or meetups. You know, that's how we met. Well, yeah. that's why I met you was through a meetup because I heard something from Gary Vaynerchuk. He said, if you want to do something, download the meetup app and find your network and your your group. What you want to do, hiking, real estate, whatever. I was like. Holy crap! I didn't know you could do that. So I downloaded that and went to your, your um, your you did a house flip yeah, somewhere on site uh, on site renovation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we sit in there and she's like, "That's I, I still remember fifty nine oh nine Sedgwood." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Who?" And uh, and then you said, "Yeah, Ryan and Melissa does real." Estate. Like, who who is this guy? <laughs> you know. And then we talked. You know. And, uh, you got us a jump start. Well, I mean, yeah, but y'all took action. You know, yeah, so we took I, action, yeah. So one of the things that I started that year, one of my goals was to help somebody else flip a house. Right. And, you know, every time, and this was, this was probably August, I guess. It was later it, it in was, the year. Yeah, it was later in the year. Yeah. And, you know, every month when I had this on-site renovation group, I would, I would you know, I'd manifest and, t and t I'd tell my goal. Yeah. You know, and nobody ever took me up on you know you get the tire kickers that are, oh yeah yeah i want to yeah. do that if i, I you know I, i've noticed that a lot but they never they never they never, never take that. action you know and then you know y'all come to this meeting and then an hour later i get a phone call and i'm like hey uh, are you serious about that or you know yeah because uh, <laughs> yeah, i pick up on key words you, you talk know? to us yeah. you know and you're like i'm like yeah sure and then he's like okay well we're in ross with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah you got stopped by the office and we met and yeah well the key words that i heard is you find the house and we'll flip it together. And yeah. I'm like, you hear that? Yeah, Ryan goes, here you go, Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that was like yeah. my goal. I wanted to flip a house. Yeah. So I was, yeah. So we, we were having some rough times then too, financially. And, uh, you know, the 08 crash hit me pretty hard in my business. 
And I and, got my real estate license in 09. Yeah. I either Everyone fired you or crazy. you quit, right? Great, bar, great time to start, though. Yeah, Finally. Great time to yeah, I quit. You quit? I yeah. quit. She used to work for me. <laughs> so she quit, which I told her to quit, I think. Yeah. And because I knew it was going south. And, well, uh, so even further back, yeah, I mean, before the real estate mm-hmm. and before the, the trash business, you know, you were you were selling furniture. Building manufacturing furniture. Manufacturing furniture. Yeah. Okay. So this is not, you know, not a not couches and no, there's custom one off pieces. I mean there's chairs, dining chairs, tables, beds. Yeah. So you were you were building the shipping all over the country. Yeah. Right. And high profile people too, not just regular stuff. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. actors and I mean, who all did you? Yeah, we did stuff for George Lucas's Sundance or Skywalker Ranch, Robert Redford's Sundance Ranch. Uh, we built uh, signage for Levi's women jeans. We built uh, nesting tables for Ruffune. We built uh, furniture for Twin Peaks restaurants. I furnished, I bet, close to 200 cabins in Gatlinburg. I did three lodges up there. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Ralph Lauren. We did still so, Ralph Lauren. So was the business going bad or were you just going bad on the business? No, it, the business, well, okay, when the 08 hit, nobody needed furniture anymore. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, and then trends, you got trends, you know? So now we're going into this uh, furniture mode of, was that farmhouse industry, industrial farmhouse. So you're doing rustic yeah, kitchen. Kind of kitchen. Yeah. Which will always be around because it has that all, it always has that uniqueness in the mountain uh, scene. And. But the, it's a niche product. It is a niche product. Yeah. Um, so after that, everything changed and I'm like, I got to do something else, you know? And, and I was burnt out. I was really burnt out. It was a family business. That's what I'm thinking. You know, in our conversations in the past, I just yeah. felt, you know, I felt more than anything you were you were burnt out. Oh, I, I was way burnt out. I mean, I, I would work up in my shop when I went out by myself. Uh, went on my own. I'd work up in the shop. I really wouldn't work. I'd fiddle. Yeah. And she, you know, told her I'm working. I'm not. And then when it comes crunch time to make a delivery, I'm up there all night trying to finish it because I was just burnt out. You know, and I'm so glad I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And I would be up there with him. Yeah. It didn't matter what the temperature was. Yeah, it was just a shell <laughs> building. <laughs> so what what what's behind the work ethic, and what what drives y'all to do the things you're done? I mean, I'm cursed. The things that we're doing now. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know. I mean, Ryan's told stories of you know as a kid doing things and without gas money to get back. Oh home. yeah. So well, I mean, we grew up. I grew up with nothing. She grew up with nothing. Um, my dad started this business literally with sticks, and he started peddling it on the side of Signal Mountain. And, you know, he would he had this beat up truck that he pieced together as a Chevy S10. I remember it had a black hood, a red fender, red body, and a white something. I think the tailgate was white, something. I don't know. It was pieced together. But we looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, that he would I don't know how he tied all the furniture on there, but he did. I mean, stacked up, you know, and he made it all by hand. We'd drive up to Signal Mountain, but before we left, he told me, he said, son, he said, before we go. You know, because I was going with him. I want to go with him. And uh, he said, before we go, I just want you to know, I only have enough gas to get there. So I've got to sell something to make it home. We might not come home tonight. I'm like, okay. Wasn't no big deal with me. I didn't understand any of that. I was just ready to go, you know. So we left and, shoot, we'd sell about everything. You know, plenty of money come home. But, yeah, I remember him telling me that, you know. Well, when you 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 put in that situation, especially at a young age, you see that, it we do what it takes it takes what it takes yeah yeah and you know there's a reality to that but i mean aside from that what you know 
what else what else is it that drives you to do what you're doing i don't know I, I, me personally i can't speak for her me personally it's more of the challenge everyday life challenge like what can i really do on this earth like what kind of value can i bring to other people on this earth and, and to me it's not about money anymore now now about 15 years ago, if you ask me, it's all about money because that's the way I thought. Make money, make money, make money. Well, that's what everybody tells you. you know? Yeah, I can't stand. Make money and do this. And, and I'm the same way. You know, at 20 to 30, I was, okay, how much money can I make and how yeah. much will it take for me to retire? And now it's like, you know, now the, it's the money is uh, how much can I make in order to give back you know, or to, to, to make these changes and, and to affect other people in a positive way. Yeah. I think some of the reason that uh, that I ended up in into real estate was the freedom. I watched my parents go to their job every day, and they were trading time for money. And I don't. I wanted more time for our kids, and I wanted to be able to have more freedom. I just didn't want to have a regular W two job. And that's what a lot of people don't think about that especially when they're younger you know going into a job that you know they're they're trading hours for dollars they're trading but they're what they're really trading is their time mm -hmm. and they're spending 40 60 70 hours a week to get a check back and they've lost that time forever well if you think about it time is their life they're, they're trading their life yeah they're trading their life yeah. for it yeah. and you know we do the same thing yeah and we probably work more hours yeah, we, yeah. But when we want to play, we play. Yeah, we play. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. we have fun doing it. And when we go on vacation, we don't have to fill out a form and ask, hey, yeah. can I get off we this week? We do it week? on our terms. Yeah, it's on, on our, our terms. terms. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of, you know, you asked me, like, what drives me. And you, you said it best one time, people before paychecks or something yes. like that. What would you say? Yes, was that I people, before, people paychecks? before paychecks? And my thing now, like I told you before, I was always about money, money, money. How can I make this? How can I make money? And then now, since I went broke, you know, and then I come back, now it's about value. I feel like how much value can I bring to, to the, the table or to the marketplace? And then the yeah. money is a byproduct of my value. That's how I view things now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, talk, you mentioned Jim Rohn there. And I yeah. listened to Jim Rohn. I was looking earlier and somebody posted a video of a basketball coach talking about. Uh, you wishing things were easier and waiting on things to get easier. And, you know, and Jim Rohn talks is don't wish things were easier, wish you were better. better yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so again, you know, that dollar per hour, that, that, that wage that you're getting, you know, we can sit there and cry about the wage that we're getting, or we can learn a skill that ups our wage or ups our, right. our income. So, you know, don't wish things were easier, wish you were better. If you want to be better and earn more, bring more value to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm a person of prayer. She is, too. And I believe that, you know, whether you believe in God or not, there's any or any energy force out there in the universe that guides you. Because I prayed a lot, and I'd be like, okay, I, want, I need God. Can you help me here, here, here? I pray for wisdom and knowledge. And here it comes. Here you come. Here comes somebody else helping. But I got to put in the work. I got to put in the hours. I got to put in the time in order to get that seed back, you know. Well, and that's, you talk about bringing value. value and, you know, yeah. there's, there's you know, I hear so many people say, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Yeah, I don't have the money. I didn't have the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You learned that, yeah. okay, look, I can bring this deal and, and get 50% of it yeah. just by bringing the deal. Yeah, and that's what I learned right away. I'm like, these guys are full of crap. I'm like, but then I heard you say it. And I was like, did you hear what he said? And, uh. So we find the house 
he'll go in with he'll bring the money and we'll flip it and i'm like all right everybody's been saying this surely everybody's not full of crap so let's try it so you know and you and that, that's when i called you and you we met at you i said you, you serious about this you do and he's like yeah so i put an ad on facebook girl calls me up what two three days two days yeah, yeah. One the owners of Canyon, Canyon Grill. Grill yeah. And uh, she said, Hey, I got a house. I'm tired of landlording. Uh, it was one of her relatives that lived in there, and destroyed the place, this and that. And I was like, Yeah, let's go. So we went and looked at it and bought it and flipped it, you know. Yeah. And we went, flipped what two more after that? Yeah, was that Pine? What was that? What was yeah, that Pinecrest. Pinecrest. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did, uh, did the one over in, in uh, Canyon. River, Canyon. And the funny thing about that is, I'll go ahead and say that we were about to lose our house a couple years before that, you know. So I was like, God, I got to figure this out because I remember the guy delivering me the papers at the doorstep about to foreclose on us. And he looked at me in the most mysterious way that it's like, I can't explain it the way this dude looked at me. That was before the dumpster business. That was before the dumpster business, about. yeah. He looked at me in such a way as like, why are you in this position? It's like, you're smarter than that. It's like, it's almost like God was talking through him to me, you know? And so that's when I started Trying to figure stuff out. I was like, all right. Well, that was when you were exiting the furniture business. Yes, yeah, ex yeah. exiting that, right. trying to find, figure out something else. To do. I mean, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's hard. It's hard to walk away from something that, especially yeah. something that we've done for so long. Yeah, it is. But Very you know, hard. You, you ride that, you ride that ship until it sinks. You well, know? and that's probably what you did. You know, uh, Tony Robbins, where he's got some kind of thing saying, you know, burn your ships. Yeah, I remember seeing him at that seminar in Nashville. You know, burn your ships, or there's a some kind of quote or saying out there. You got to burn the ships to was it some kind of battle or something. Yeah, they, they went yeah. to battle and they, you know pulled up on the shore and because the, they had an escape. Yeah, you know, burn yeah. the ships because and, and then the guys knew okay, we either fight or we die. Or we die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, you know, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm cutting it off. So I cold cut it off. So I started the junk business with a small ad on Craigslist. It and also, a borrowed trailer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it also made us uh, do things that we weren't doing before. Right. Where we we really got into our finances more, and and started budgeting together, and you know that changed. That changed. Everything. That changed everything. You know. Well, and I and I may remember this wrong, but it seemed like after that second flip that we did together, I think we only did two together. Yeah. Uh, but after that second flip. Yeah. Y'all paid your house off. We did. We did. Right. So. I did a video you know, on that. The, the back side of <laughs> yeah. the back side of this is that, you know, when you when you came to me, or you know, when I when I make this comment that okay, I'll put up the money, y'all bring me the deal, yeah. and we'll split it. All right, so, you know, I'm not using my money. You're using somebody else's I'm money. I'm using somebody else's <laughs> money. Yeah. I didn't know that. Though. So you didn't know it at the time. Yeah, but no, after that, the second yeah. deal, you came to me with the third deal, and I said, yeah. hey, "Go talk to him." Yeah. You know. There's no need in me keep doing this when yeah. y'all are perfectly capable, right? And you know, it it just didn't it didn't need to go that way. So I think you know, taking that direction and taking that path, y'all were able to just take it and run with it. I yeah. mean, I saw the work ethic back then. Yeah, we have a strong work ethic. You know, I've been to some of the meetings with you, and you can see there's people that, and I'm not knocking them, but you know, they come in there, they want to do this and that, they talk all this, but they don't know how to drive a nail or run a screw in a wall. You know, but I've had, I had that background knowledge of doing all that stuff. Well, I do too, and I think that can be that can also be a curse. But yeah, I think I think it can help propel you on the on the front end by you know, okay, you you know how to do it, you know how yeah. it should be done, yeah, and you're able to you know take that that skill and apply it as needed. And if you need to get in there and swing a hammer, which you know, I'm still I still jump in on projects 
more because I like to and more because I have a, a, a way I want things done. And if, if somebody can't get how I'm wanting it done, I'll just jump in there and do it yourself. And, do it myself. and it also gives you the knowledge of knowing what to pay people. Well, and after those yeah. first two that we did together, uh, I was scared. I was scared to do the flips. I was afraid to do the renovation. So I would buy, buy several houses, clean them out, mow the yard, and turn around and sell them. But I did enough of that that I, I stopped being a realtor. I was just the broker of the company after that. Um, so it took the place of that income, yeah, that which was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. We went to uh, see Cook, uh, Bill Cook, and he was talking about the uh, yard sale sign. Yeah, have a yard sign. Yeah, he said. So we did that. We went yeah. to a yard yard sale. How much for the house? How much for the yard? House ain't for sale. He was like, "What's part well, of the yard?" He said, "You looking yeah. for a house around here?" And I was like, "Well, yeah." He, so he gave us a lady mm -hmm. right around the corner, and we went and bought that house. Or you you went and talked to her, met her. Mm -hmm. Super nice lady. She bought the house. We just cleaned it up a little bit and made what, 13, 18 grand, something like that? Yeah. You know? It all ends up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Though. Yeah. So then the the very first house that I decided to renovate was probably the worst <laughs> house. Yeah. It was a $20,000 300 bucks, if that, on that. <laughs> no, I made quite a bit on that house. That was Monty U. I did oh, that, that one, one by yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One you do by yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I said I'd take a bulldozer to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, one broke me in. Yeah, you know, and, there, and there's those that we have that, that, that break even or lose money. I, she never know. told me the truth how much she spent. I know how much I spent. <laughs> she I never made told money. Me. <laughs> yeah. She never told me, though. I was like, how much you spent on this house? <laughs> more than, more than <laughs> yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. I wish it's I still had more, it. Yeah, yeah. More always more than I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What has this new business and, or, you know, newer business and this lifestyle done for you guys and done for your family? I mean, what, what has it afforded you that you wouldn't have had otherwise? Well, we've gotten to go on more trips. Yeah, meet, I feel like. meet more and, people, mm -hmm. network with the right people. Um, that's what I like. I love networking. I don't know something about it. Like, if you met me 15 years ago, I hated people. I don't want to be around you. I don't like you. <laughs> you know, but now I just, I don't know. I've kind of grown into, like, I love people, love being around people. I love trying to figure out problems, problem solving. I love networking with people, especially the real estate. I love real estate now. I mean, I wish I would have started this back when I was 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, it would have been a different game today. But, you know, it is what it is. And and Melissa loves real estate. We just love it. I don't know something about it. It's just like the, mm -hmm. the thrill of the hunt. The what can you, how can you take this junk and make it, turn it into gold? meeting new people with new ideas because there's people out there I've met that got way better ideas than I have. You know, I sometimes I think I'm I'm really creative and uh when someone comes along and like, wow, I did I'm not creative at all. I know you were knocking yeah. you were knocking on my social media skills and then you called and said, Hey, I think you had you had it figured out better than I thought you did. Who? You oh did. you I did. <laughs> no, yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. Well you, you know, I was talking about this earlier on a call that I was on and uh, getting around a, a group of people yeah. that are all creatives, you know, it gets you thinking. And, yeah. and, you know, somebody could say something that's totally unrelated to your business, yep. but you're just like, oh, okay, I can take that and apply it to my business in this way and tweak it this way and do this. Yeah. And, you know, it just it gets your creative juices flowing. Yeah. That, that's why I tell people, you got to go to these meetings. You got to go to these meetups. I don't care if you're tired when you come home, take a shower. Take a Red Bull, 
Go to the meeting. Do something. Get, get, That's got the biggest to thing I see, with, with, especially with new, younger uh, individuals that are starting out in real estate, is they're like, I don't know if it's they're too proud or they're too cocky or it's like, oh, man, I'm not going to that. I don't, you know. Yeah. They're, they're afraid to get involved. They won't go take these seminars. They won't go to these classes. And, man, you know, you go to these seminars. I've not been to one yet that I didn't pick up at least one yeah. idea exactly. that 10x yeah. my next project. Yeah, I mean, everything I've gone to, I've at least at least picked up one or two just golden That's nuggets. That's all you need to pick up. Yeah. You know, everybody's I mean, worth it. You, know, you, can't, you can't go to these and sit for two or three days in a room and pick up everything that says. Right. You know, that's why I go to the same seminar three or four times because I pick up something different every time because my level is going up every year. Yeah, or you meet somebody new. That, yeah, you meet another private lender. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about, you know, I'm using somebody else's money. Now I use my money for the rehabs, use their money for the purchase price, and use your deal, and, you know, I, yeah. I've created an income. Well, I think, I think the biggest challenge for people who are starting out is they don't believe the process that there's money out there to be used. They think you have to go to a bank, so their credit score is shot. So they're like, oh, I just can't do, can't it. do it. You know, and, and I did that for several years. You yeah. know, after 08, uh, you know, my credit took a hit because I was sitting with houses that we built that. Yeah. Well, when I started order. with you, my credit, our credit was shot because we, you know, but I, we were building it back up. Yeah. You know. So, you know, but but finding these individuals and working with private lenders. To, to create a, a, a business and a lifestyle is, is, yeah. a, is a whole, you know, that's a whole thing in itself because, you know, learning that language and learning the terms and, and the terminology and, and learning how to talk to these individuals that have, you know, I forget how many billions of dollars are sitting in IRAs because yeah. they're not lent on anything well, at the yeah, moment. I was talking to a guy the other day. He's like, how, you know, asked me, how, how, what bank? I said, I'm not using a bank. I said, I'm using private lenders, you know, and he's like, how do you do that? And I was, you know, telling him, well, there's money out there. You just got to learn how to find it. Uh, you know, that's why I told him there's billions and billions and billions of dollars out there. People are just ready to get to work, put to work. You, they just got, you just got to bring, uh, have a track record, uh, be knowledgeable and understand the process and, and build relationships. Biggest thing, I guess, for us is building relationships, yeah. you know. You know, I don't know if y'all done it, but you know, I still when I when I pay a loan off with a private lender, I get a letter back from. Hey, we know, need to start doing. We haven't done that. We I've need to got, start. I've got, got two forward, letters. Yeah, probably 150 letters. You know, where I've borrowed and paid off. Yeah. Just, you know, to where hey, when that next lender comes along, this you know this is what I've done. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think in the last within the last year from today and within the last year we paid. Eighty to hundred thousand dollars in interest on deals. That huge. could have been somebody, you know, who, who yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that could have been you your know. money. Yeah, it could have been, been your money. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, so we made him money and he's happy and he's like, what are y'all doing next? You know, and I'm like, I don't know yet, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I remember paying all those interest payments. Yeah. I mean, it's happy. I'm happy. But then again, it's a lot of money. But then again, we made a lot of money, you know. Yeah. So it's like, Let's just keep Watch it going. It make some food. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know. What's next for you guys? Well, we're trying to figure it out. I don't know. I've got you know since we've finished the motel, I got people in Florida want me to come down there and do a motel hotel. And I thought about that, and I would love to move to Florida, but I can't leave my grandkids. Yeah. You know, I just can't do it. I thought about that, mold it over. I just can't do it. You know. 
I gotta find something here. Yeah. Or something. Well, we're invested in our community too. I think yeah, that we that's are can want to continue that way. You might look at it as a consulting uh, piece. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, we, or we could. Because they close to Tampa, you can get cheap flights. Yeah. Hit it back and forth, but. So, so if if you're if you're not gonna go to Florida, what are, what are you gonna try to do? I don't know. You know, there's that option you and I've been looking at. Um, I've met with a guy yesterday who is way smarter than me. He used to, uh, he was a GC for this nationally known, I forget the name. They built houses all over the country. Um, so he is very knowledgeable. He had 38 um, project managers under him. And, he, and he's 32 years old. And he's got a hunting lodge out west. I don't know if he's going to contact me back because I was the dumber guy in the room. Hopefully he will. I don't know because he is very knowledgeable. Maybe I get hooked up with him. I don't know. I just there. I got a lot of as a buddy. I got a lot of lines in the water right now. So we'll see who bites. Yeah, so I don't know. You guys um, have some apartments to build too, don't you? Yeah, we got yeah, some apartments to build. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's all those uh, the interest rates are up and the lumber's down. Yeah. Was that was opposite seven eight months ago? Lumber yeah. was up. And well, the, you know, plumbing hasn't come down. Wiring oh, hasn't come down. come down. Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of that. Like from the left half of the motel, that's what I tell people, from the left half of the motel to the right half of the motel, plumbing materials tripled in price. So that's a big hit. Then your vanities, my vanities went up like 120 bucks a piece. And then my mini splits went up $800 a piece. They went up 600 Then the last four were 800 extra. Um, everything just went up. And then the, the dressers we were using couldn't find them no more, so we found some other ones. We had to pay extra. Just little stuff like that. It just adds oh, up. That's a, yeah. So I have to tell some some people keep asking me what's the what's the cost to build right now. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things that I haven't been able to nail down because it's constantly changing. Yeah, and, you know, changing. When, when you're paying as much for the ten foot stick of conduit as you are for ten foot of wire, uh, you know something's wrong. Yeah, and then my bill with Ace going there, getting little things like caulk, nails, screws. Paint brushes, paint, just little things like that that I never figured in. You know, I paid my bill the other day is like six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. A, what's the, what's the long term goal? Ten, fifteen years from now, what's what's around the edge of the world? I don't, I don't know that we've sat down and really figured that one out yeah. yet. <laughs> well, I, I have a big goal by the time I hit fifty, which is another four years. I'll be forty-seven next month. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah. So I don't know what that means or how I'm going to get there, but somehow I'm going to get there. Be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. How I want to do it. How you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So favorite favorite quote. Oh, I know my favorite quote. I got two favorite quotes. Right, uh, one I can't remember who told me. It was an African American man. He, I can't remember where I was at, but he said, "Let it be what it be." I knew you were gonna say yeah, I was like, I was like, what? He said, "Let it be, what it be." Something was going on. I can't remember, but it's just like that stuck in my head. It's like, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, don't sweat it. Why are you gonna sweat that? You know, just let it go and just move on. You know, and that's like, it's pretty good. And the other one is the famous Joe Dirt quote: "Keep on, keep it on." Keep on, keep on. <laughs> yeah. You got one, Melissa? Nothing's coming to mind right now. <laughs> yeah. I was on the, uh, the Appalachian Trail for six days uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know I talked to a lot of different people. And you know you pass somebody on the trail, 
it's a good opportunity to take a break and, and talk to somebody and it gives you a rest and you know it's and okay if, if they were out there and they they looked like they were like this uh well-dressed hiker you know i just kept on walking because you know most of the time it was, they, they didn't want to stop, stop and talk they were out there just to hike and that was it but you know when you when you see that person that looks like they hadn't showered in three days and uh, you know, they're backpacking and, you know, you want to have a conversation. Are you through hiking? Are you section hiking? You know, how long you've been out here? What's your story? You know, and that kind of thing. So this guy, you know, he was uh, section hiking, but he was he was doing it like a round trip. So he what, is, what is section hiking? So you pick a section of the trail and hike it. Okay. You know, so you might, we're, we're section hiking the Appalachian Trail one section at a time. So I'm going to try to do like 85 to 100 miles a spring and fall. So a couple hundred miles a year is what we're trying to do. Well, he, he was doing 100 miles, and then he turned around and hiked it backwards. Oh, wow. So he was doing it twice, yeah. you know. But he, he's, you know, just started, he's just an old hippie, you know. And he was kind of start talking, and uh, he's like, son, if I could tell you one thing, if you don't effing like doing it, don't effing do it. You know, that was that was his advice. I mean, that was like, and I'm like, you know, that's that's a lot of truth to that. But you know, don't don't. He was saying, don't waste your life doing something you don't enjoy. Yeah, and he was referencing his kids that were were in careers that they didn't enjoy and didn't yeah. want to be doing. And you know, I, I want to add to that here in a second. Yeah, yeah. I spent 15 years out, uh, you know, working a full time job because that's what my parents wanted me to do. Yeah. And I didn't want to let them down, uh, you know. So I never really went at the real estate as hard as I wanted to because I had to work another job because I didn't want to hurt them. Mm. So you know, yeah, if you don't like effing doing it, don't effing do it. Yeah, I was telling somebody the other day they were it's kind of similar. They were, I was saying, don't let someone else determine your goals. I was like, because I've had people, you know, when we were doing the motel, I had people drive up. One particular person who I was friends with, or we used to be friends with, uh, pull up and he said, "This ain't gonna work." You know, well, you start thinking, all right, is it is it really not gonna work? You know, you start thinking about start it. Yourself. You start doubting yourself. Then you're like, "Oh my gosh, I got all this money tied up. It's not gonna work." Maybe he's right, you know. But then I'm like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. back up here." Then I start looking at his track record, what he's been doing around town, this, that, whatever, you know. And screw this guy. I'm going to do this. You know, we're doing this. And we just go full force. But, you know, what I was saying was don't let other people determine your goals. Because I've had people who's like, you should do this or you should do this. And I've done it to you, too. You should do oh, this right. or you should do this. And, and she's like, I don't want to do that. I want to well, do It's that. easy as a man to try to fix something. That's what yeah. I want to do, you know. <laughs> but, the, the, you know, going to what you were saying, I, I was telling, on another, I was on another call earlier, and, and, and they asked me what my biggest piece of advice would be. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, be you and be genuine to yourself, genuine to yourself, because the guy that's got 5,000 doors over here or the guy that's got 500 doors over here or 50 or five, you know, don't compare yourself to what others are doing yeah. and how many doors they have, because for one, the doors don't translate to more revenue necessarily. Right. I mean, right. They, exactly. they can, but just because somebody over here has 50 doors doesn't mean that my five short-term rentals aren't producing twice as much. Right, exactly. You know, so, uh, yeah, we sold 40 doors to buy a storage facility. And that storage facility was doing double what the 40 doors was doing. And are you happy? Yeah, and, and it requires 
a whole lot less of me to do it. Yeah. So if you're not happy doing 400 doors, don't do it. And don't worry about what that person's doing. If you want 10 doors, 10 houses free and clear, and that's enough for you to make a living and be happy and be able to do what you want to do, let that be your goal. If you want to do 400 and that's what drives you, do 400. But don't let somebody what somebody else is doing dictate what you want to do. Yeah, because I, you know, I mean, I had a guy tell me, he's like, you know, you realize there's only 10 doors, don't you, at the motel? It is only 10 doors. Yeah, I understand that. But I'm happy. We're happy. Yeah. We changed. We completely changed the environment of what is fixing to come in our community. I mean, by what we did, I was sitting down with another guy. We were saying, you know, you had balls to do that. He said, I would never have done that. And I said, well, I appreciate that, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, but what you're doing, it, he said, you're setting the standards, or Lisa and you are setting the standards or what's fixing to come and the change that we need here. Because we have, we're in a beautiful area. And well, the our, tourists are already there. People, yeah, the tourists are. There's over half a million people that go. Yeah, yeah, we got to pull them off that mountain. There's a ha over half a million people that go to Cloud Canyon State Park. How do we get them to come down and spend What's that some money? Broken window theory. If you got yeah. a place that's sitting on the side of the road that looks like crap, yep. the neighbors gonna look like crap. But when you start fixing your place up, mm -hmm. you know well, we we painted our office here a few years ago, and the next thing I know, there's four other buildings within a, a quarter of a mile that painted their building. You know, and I, I got so many comments about, man, that looks so much better. And then, you know, it's like, it's just a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you'll see things starting to happen as long as you can keep the, the local government out of it and keep them from screwing it up. But Yeah, I mean, well, I've been trying to work with the local government on tax incentives for small businesses, which there is none. But there is for large corporations, which to me doesn't make sense. Why not across the board? You know, cause well, I think everybody wants to hit that home run and say, oh, we got Oprah or, yeah. or we got, you know, Shaw or, yeah. but, you know, give me 20 small businesses. Right. And, and, and to me, if we can pull people off the mountain and spend money, they're going to tip more for your waitresses. They're going to buy more, especially if you have craft beer or something. They're going to, you know, them eight, ten dollars a piece. You, know, you just up your tax revenue because six packs, what, six bucks? Yep. No, more than that, probably. Yeah, but you buy one craft beer, you're paying $8. Yep. So, yep, love it. So, how do we find you guys? How do we find? They find us. Oh, they can find him everywhere. <laughs> you all yeah. over the place. No, it's funny. We'll go sitting somewhere and they're like, hey, Brian, how are you? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, when we leave, it's like, who was that? <laughs> He's the spokesman. We were, oh, well, oh, I was getting a pedicure the other morning. <laughs> oh, you want to fulfill that, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Melissa <laughs> signed me up for pedicure, so we got that done. We were sitting in there, and the lady's like, hey, do we get on Airbnb to rent that Groovy Nomad room, or do we? Or can we do it locally? I was like, yeah, I started telling her. I was like, this is lady. <laughs> It's great. I mean, you, you know, you, you definitely have an impact on the community. But, yeah. But I know, I know you've got YouTube, you've got uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Groovy Nomad. Just Google it. We'll pop up. We're the only Groovy Nomad. TheGroovyNomad.com. Yeah, .com. Uh Book a room, 423-883-0342 or Airbnb. Yeah, there's an Airbnb link on our website that they can click and see all the rooms. Yeah. But the website will be done at the end of the month. Yeah. Be first, yeah, and then they'll first be able to book direct from the website. Uh, YouTube, Ryan Faircloth, REI? Yeah, REI, yeah. Instagram, Groovy Nomad? Yeah, the Groovy Nomad, Facebook, Groovy Nomad. 
uh, or you can hit us up personally on Facebook. Steve Ryan Fairfall, Steve Melissa Fairfall. Right. Ryan. Or find us in Las Vegas. <laughs> going down to Las Vegas, <laughs> going to Florida, man. Yeah. You're going to play roulette. Roulette in the background. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we did have a guy pull up in the motel saying, Y'all y'all gambling yet? We're like, no, sir, we're not. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate y'all coming on. Really look forward to this episode coming out. Guys, we'll see you next week. Next podcast coming soon.